Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss in good audio quality this week. <laughs> this is the podcast... Oh, kit has got claws. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to those everyday dilemmas. Like, how do you take a shower at a music festival? He's a little... And how do you react to a poached egg that's runnier than Mo Farah? Oh, <laughs> that's very good. That's good. Him. I think that's referring to your breakfast on tour a few weeks and ago. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony ants, are we, William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not Jordan North, radio presenter. I'm more Hunter Welly. You're more Hassute and Smelly. I have Hunter Wellies, so oh. you can... Have I changed? <laughs> oh, I had them years ago. Uh, oh. I got them for Christmas. Gosh, are they actually Hunter Wellies or are left, they knockoffs? But I've lost them. You've lost them? Yeah. Where have you lost them? I left them at someone's house and I'm not getting them back. Oh. Let's just put it that way. Oh. Um, we no, should can just... we not talk about that further? No, we're not. We're no. moving on. Uh, we should just move on. Uh, like, Do you just go and take your boots off? Is there, are there sort of Hunter Wellies left in various houses? Yeah, I've got Hunter Wellies in every port of every city. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a sailor. <laughs> okay, so we just need to... Covered in semen. <laughs> <laughs> very good Thank handshake you. very good right um so we'll just we'll just dissect the opener like how do you take a shower at a music festival producer ben isn't here at the time of recording he's, he's gone to glastonbury he's gone to glastonbury and we absolutely hope he is pissed wet through <laughs> and muddy and having a shit time no the, I'm joking the that's awful the forecast i mean look we're recording this whilst glastonbury is happening the forecast isn't great is it no no we d- genuinely hope he had. he's been looking forward to it, bless him, all week. He, he sent me a photograph yesterday of one of the Portaloos, mm. uh, which was had a, some artwork on it that said, Mary Poopins. And he went, I've just had a wee in here. Oh. Coincidentally, I was actually at Mary Poppins at the time, so I sent him a picture of the stage going, and I've just had a wee in here. Oh, okay. Which I felt was, was apt. You, were, you weed in the toilet, didn't you? No, I just let myself go in row C. Oh. Of course I did. Take the lad out of Bristol. And uh, the bit where he says, how do you react to a poached egg that's really the more Farrow? We went for um, breakfast on tour mm. in Manchester. And in, in, in it, it was, was a lovely blood, hotel. It was a fantastic hotel, but the breakfast was bloody awful. Yep. To the point where I even said, I'm going to complain. I'm going to complain. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, 
it was like it was like Faulty Towers, wasn't yeah. it? But there's that lovely scene in Faulty Towers where you, you the the episode opens and it's those sort of two guests uh, complaining. This is terrible. The stakes awful. And then Basil Faulty Basil Faulty comes over and says. Oh, is everything all right? Oh, yes, it's lovely. Thank yeah. you. It was that sort of mentality. It, it was, wasn't it? So, um, sorry, that's just me using my water bottle. So that's that's them. Um, also, if you're mm -hmm. listening, I believe there's a few tickets available yes. for the tour this weekend. Yes, we are coming to Nottingham, Leeds and Newcastle. If you're near those cities, get some tickets, treat your other half, your best friend, or maybe drag someone along that's never heard the podcast before, come and join us because we promise you, You'll have a good night. Exactly. Can I just ask you a couple of questions about mm -hmm. two of the particular dates? Obviously, so, Nottingham, we had a great time in last time. Leeds, mm -hmm. are you going to walk on stage like you did last year and say hello, Sheffield? No, I'm not. Don't. I still cringe about that now. Please. I think after... Now, I can control that a little bit because I will be with you Friday night in Nottingham. Yeah. We can have a drink after the show, mm -hmm. but we don't need to have as many drinks as you had, which then caused you to... Leeds last year on tour was top five hangovers. Yeah. I was... Could you tell I was hungover? No. Oh, God. As that hungover, I'd not eaten all day, you know, when you're that rough. Mm. And you... Well, I, no, but yeah. I got, I'll pretend. We got some Chinese food. Um, Us? Yeah. No, it was Thai. Oh, was it Thai? And I couldn't even eat it. No. Yeah. So I won't do that again. No. Yeah. Also, Newcastle. I would just like to reassure anyone in the Newcastle area, either coming to the show or thinking you're coming to the show, if you were there last year, I can promise you that this year you will be seated. Yes. <laughs> okay. We are in a venue where the seats are screwed into the floor. You physically cannot remove the seats. Yeah. There might have been a bit of a cock up last year there yeah. was no i mean there are a couple of cock ups with the newcastle that venue can we say this was interesting they were a bit rubbish <laughs> um i mean come on imagine not having enough no seats not enough seats no seats yeah so um, apparently adam our lovely tour manager uh who's back with us this this tour every time he goes to that venue with other artists uh, he'll walk in and go we've got chairs tonight and they'll go shut up oh okay they're, they're all that scarred um, we should also mention that um, because Ben isn't here, we yeah. have... Producer Jack. Well, we've he's usually Jump Cut Jack slash Jack the Snipper. He edits the podcast, but he's been promoted to Producer Jack Producer today. Jack. And um, we think Producer Jack should stick now. No one's irreplaceable. That's all I'll say. Mm -hmm. Oh, we haven't done the toast. We've got this far in. Okay. Carried away. Don't go mad. Right. But um, we've no glasses. Why do we not have any glasses? Because Ben left them out from the last recording and they've gone a bit mouldy at the bottom. Okay. Okay, since we're on tour. So the only thing we have is... Mugs. Mugs. They, and they also look like the cheapest... No, they're from Ikea. They're good, them. I might take some of them. They're good coffee mugs. Well, don't Actually. take them, because then we'll, have, we'll be drinking out the bottle next so, week. So I'm afraid you're going to have to drink the G&D out of a mug. So, chin chin. Pass me your... Oh, your face. It's all right. You like that anti? I feel like a student. Here we go. Oh. Here we go. Good week. Yeah. Is that a bit off as well? Could you not? That's deep. There's something quite. I don't know about drinking out of a mug. I know Ben's at Glastonbury, but there's no need for us to join in with all the. Who should we tell us to? Well, it was your mother's birthday last oh, week, wasn't it? It was. Yes. yes. She got a new bag. She got a new bag and um, 
various she, other things. She showed, well, she showed me on, my dad don't listen, it's fine. She showed me on FaceTime, she went, I've got a new bag, it's Michael Kors. It was on offer. Your dad said I could get it for my birthday. She went, shh. I went, what? She went, I've got a purse as well, it's matching, but don't tell her. <laughs> well, to Wendy and her Michael Kors uh, handbag and purse. To Wendy, happy birthday. She said to me... Oh, God, it, I mean, it tastes really awful out of her mug, I'll be honest. She said to me a great saying about the bag. You know, she got the bag and the purse. Mm. Is she going to bring this bag and purse to London in a few weeks? Oh, God, yeah, she'll have that out in London. Yeah. Yeah. She'll bring it to where we're going to meet. And it's not from Burnley Market, so she'll it, Well, oh, that was my next question. You cheeky get! Well, no, it's not from Burnley Market because she's in Spain. Yeah. So it's from the market in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, also, we just need to talk about when you turned up in the studio uh, today, you were, it was a touch, uh, it was a touch Diana Ross uh, turning up to the Platinum Jubilee concert in some camp outfit. You had a shrobe. I wasn't shrobing. Um, now, I, for those that don't know what a shrobe is. Shrobing is where you just get a jacket, a coat or a shacket and put it across your shoulders. You don't put your arms through the armholes, you just dress it over your shoulders. And I walked in and William started laughing, and I knew he would, but the fact is I was shrubbing because it was persisting it down outside, so I took my shacket off and put it over my head, mm. and then when I came in, I just let it rest on my shoulders. Right, that's Jordan's story, and he's sticking to it. I wasn't shrubbing. You can't shrub when you're from Burnley. Mm. You, c- you just can't. There's certain things I accept that have changed. To everything... I've got a brace now. Yes, that's fine. I have little hand towels in my bathroom. That's totally fine. Mm. I, you know, I have hunter wellies in every port, but I do not shrobe. Okay. I draw the line there. But you did shrobe for a brief moment today. I didn't. It, you had your... Is it a shacket? What is it? I don't know, actually. It's over there. It's pissed wet through. As always, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch. You can send your tales at makeyouticklish to help at sexedmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sexedmyboss. He's made this script good because he knows he's away. Mm, yeah, I know. Or you can write at least to William. At least he's done something. Mm, or you can write to William. He promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address for that. Is on our website, sexofmyboss.com. So, how's your week been? I'm having a battle. <gasps> yeah. I've sent a letter. You know the place where I have my haircut? The well-known fancy department store. Yes. Uh, same place as the Princess Royal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a battle with the men's loose. Oh, okay. In the hair salon. I told you not to go hanging around there. No. Well, chance would be a fine thing. So, ladies in that particular salon... A whole time. I have been in the ladies' loose. Now that sounds wrong. That's where I was shown originally when it, when they redid the salon la- at le- end of last year, and they hadn't signposted anyway. I got shown into them. Lovely, all individual. You know, in, everyone's. There's not one room and then cubicles. It's individual things. Beautiful, lovely, mm-hmm. fragrant, fresh flowers, gorgeous, marble everywhere. Mm-hmm. The men's loo, however, now they've actually put one or two signs up. More on that later. Uh, the men's loo is tucked right into the back of the corner. It's also the disabled loo. I'll come on to this in a minute. But to get to the men's loo, it's not well signpost. You have to go past the uh, private desk that goes into the private salon. So if you're a VVIP, you get the private room. So you're going past the private... And then everyone looks at you and interrogates you. Sorry, sir, can I help you? And you have to then announce to whoever is outside the private salon, yes, I'm just going to the loo, actually, which I don't feel that you should need to do that to justify why you're there if that's where they're going to put the men's loo you go into the men's loo through a series of three doors that are all identical that are not signpost so you have no i mean i do now but 
you don't know which door leads onto what. You then get to the loo, because it's also shared with the disabled loo, it's the shared disabled loo, the mirror is at wheelchair height. So if you are standing up, you have to, you know, and also you've just had your hair cut or you've had a beauty treatment. You want to actually look at yourself. You have to do your back, back in to look in the mirror. You then come out of the loo to go back into the hair salon and you're presented with, again, the three identical doors but the other way round. So if you're a little bit sort of dyslexic or a bit thick like me and you don't know which door you've just come through, they all look identical. You go through one and you're into the staff room, that's not the way. You go through into the other one, you're in the hair washing bit, you don't want that, so you've got to go in the, the door on the right hand side and then you're going back through the private salon, you get interrogated again, you have to explain why you're there and it's not right. Do you know so I've written a, a letter. Have you written a letter? I've written a letter. Well, an email. Do you know there's a war going on? Well, yeah. It's a war where I'm getting a haircut. So, what... Jesus. You are I just livid. feel... When we where are... was the toilets before? Wait, wait, wait. Well, they've moved the salon. Oh. So they've... they've, they've it's, they've, they redid it. And it's lovely, but they haven't really properly thought about the provision for the men's loos. Okay. And I don't know, also in this stage, especially as they're individual cubicles, I don't know why we can't just have unisex lose and we share. You know, they're individual, there's not like one area you're in and there's its self-contained basin and a thing. Right, first of all, they probably don't have signs up because it's tacky and it's a fancy department store. They've got signs up everywhere else. Second thing, you've actually written a letter. To, yes. To whom? The manager of the hair salon. Okay. And have they replied? Not yet. Only went yesterday. You're actually fuming about this. I aren't go you? there for various services a couple of times a month. I'm paying the same prices for a man's haircut or whatever treatment as the ladies. So why is our loo provision worse? How much do you pay for a haircut? D let's not go there. Please. No, let's not go Please. there. Please. Is it more than £40? Let's not go there. There's a cost of living crisis. I don't want to upset people. Jesus. That's one thing I begrudge about. Well, many things down here. If you read that out, I will punch you in the face. Okay? Okay. Jesus. But... For haircut. Well, yeah, but it's, it's a whole experience up until the lose. Bloody hell. Oh, and also, the other point... That's with that triple loo, what I pay. Shows. But no, the, the other thing I would point out is there is one men's loo. So if you need the loo because you're running late, and the other day I did turn up slightly late which is unusual for me, so you can tell what sort of state I was in, and I desperately needed the loo before I went and sat down, the loo was busy. Mikey, if you're listening, will you just put out, please, because this, this pent-up frustration's not good. He's, yeah. he's taking it out on his hairdresser. Please. It's not her fault. No, she fully agrees with me. No, to Jordan. No, to It's just been a busy week. You know how it is. You know, getting in late and up early on site. No worries, Mikey. Thanks. Anyway, how's your week been? Yeah. Um, What's going on in your world? Uh, I'm, I'm now an officially adopted living Londoner. Oh, I right. mean, I'm still very much proud well, of it. you started paying your council tax? I do that. I'm very much proud of it. Somebody asked for directions on the tube yesterday. Oh. And usually, usually I'm like, uh, um, you're probably best going up and asking someone else that works mm. here. But I told them. Did you tell them without even thinking? Yeah, I you went, right. Do you want to get on you? platform? Four over there, get the Bakerloo line, change at Oxford Circus, and then you get the platform across, and that's how you'll get to your destination. Well done. And I did it without even looking at any app. I just knew it. Four years I've been here, baby. <laughs> and now if anybody sees me on the tube and you're stuck, come and grab me, I'll tell you where to go. I think, where were they trying to go to? I think they were trying to go to Paddington. No, because I would have... 
Maybe I sent them they a long. To, yeah. Maybe I sent them a long way, but at least they got there. <laughs> Just come to think of it, they could have got the Bakerloo to Paddington. Yeah, no, I was the about Bakerloo. To say. The Bakerloo does go to Paddington. No, 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 no. I've got that mixed up. I was at Oxford Circus at work. Yes. I told them to get the central because the Bakerloo doesn't. Right, wait there. This is going to bug me. So I told them to get the central line to. Apologies to all of our listeners not in London. Oh, that's going to bug me, but I basically told them. I told you potentially them to get, told them the wrong way. I told them to get the central line changed there and get the Bakerloo to Paddington. Yeah. I think. I would have just got on Oxford Circus and taken the Bakerloo to Paddington. Probably what I would have done. There isn't a Bakerloo line at Oxford Circus. There is. I can't remember, but I did it and I showed him. What did I do? <laughs> anyway, don't... Well, tune in next week, Gene Divas, where Jordan might it's have It's just remembered. for me, because usually I panic and I'm t- I, am, I have no sense of direction mm. at all. At all. Many, many years ago, I think I was 15 and I was coming up to London for the day. God, that was many, many years ago. All right. Think maybe I know. I, I wouldn't have been fifteen. Maybe I was sixteen or seventeen. But anyway, my father had written me directions for how to get from point A to point B on the tube, and he had told me to take the Orange Line uh, from, let's just say, Oxford Circus to Chancery Lane. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously there isn't an Orange Line that goes between. Ox- so I, I ended up in completely the wrong part of London. His directions were absolutely terrible. Obviously, I didn't use my own initiative just to check his directions. I appreciate that would have been the thing. From then on, but that's I don't think my my parents don't really do the tube. No, I can't imagine them on the tube. No, no. they have. My father does do it on his own sometimes when he's in London on his own, but they're not big tube people. They're no. more taxi people. Oh, I I, t- I took my mum and dad on the tube. A bloody nightmare. Taking them ages to get the cards out oh. to tap them, holding the whole queue. Up. And they go, "What do we do?" And my mum had had a drink. Yeah, oh. so they tap it, and we got on. <laughs> she went. Since, since this woman, she shoves me again, I'm going to swing for her. <laughs> <Something> like that. <laughs> God, I was like, Mum. She went, well, she's bugging me now. That hand bags at me in head about four times now. I was like, she was saying it loud enough so she could hear. I was like, shh. shh. Yeah, this is London. And my dad's like me. He's, he's, he's deaf as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is it hereditary? No, I yours happens. I don't think it's hereditary. He has um, hearing aids and never bloody wears them. This is from, anyway. So he speaks really loud. Where are we off to next? I'm like, shut up. Are we going for a drink or are we going to meet our Amanda? I'm like, shut up, will you? Christ's sake. He's literally spot the northerners on the train. And they're both like looking round because they're not going to clear where they're going. <laughs> anyway, so anything else in your week? No, that's it really. I mean, I've just been, I've just been focused on, on the, uh, the lavatory situation. Can I ask you, um, what's the etiquette? I think it's oh, the most boring thing or basic thing to ask someone. Mm. Got asked this week where they were like, so tell me about yourself, what are your hobbies? What? I know, it's... Were you on a date? No, God, no. No, it's just... Well, then why would someone even need to ask that question? Well, it was, it was an awkward situation anyway, but tell me about yourself. I never know what to say. Surely there's other things you can ask. And when they say your hobbies, I don't really have any. What are you, 14? Exactly, I, I don't, that's what I mean. I feel like I'm doing French homework. Tell me about your hobbies. I'm Jordan, I'm 32. Um, I like doing the radio. This is pretty much my hobby. I like doing the radio, coming home from work, putting my trackies on and watching telly. That's all I do. Mm. So it's a short conversation. That's it. And I'm, that, that was all I could think of. Do you have any other hobbies? I like watching telly. I don't know if that's I a like hobby. I like football and I like the cinema. But do you play football? I mean, I know, I'm sure you can play football, I've, but do uh, you... Oh, no. Oh I've, um, I did used to when I was in, back when I lived in Preston. Okay. For, I've been asked to play for... The Radio 1 Five-A-Side football team. The Radio 1 Five-A-Side. Isn't that... That's another radio station, Five-A-Side. No, that's oh, it's Five, five Live. Live. Yeah. Sorry. Very good. So, um... One for the radio That's sense. about it. I do, oh, I like reading. 
Yes, you do. But that's about it. All proper boring hobbies. I'm not into like. They're not boring. What's your hobby? If what were your hobbies? Um, I like cooking, especially my sous vide. Yeah. Uh, I like cleaning. Okay. I like ironing. Is that a hot see? You see again. I wouldn't. You know. I mean, that that is a prerequisite for life. People have proper hobbies like they like arts and um, crafts and. I like going to. You like going to Mary yeah. Poppins? That's more of an interest, isn't it? It's a very special interest, But yes. my, my hobbies are watching football, mm. drinking beer, yeah. watching telly, and going to cinema and reading. Going to the cinema. Well, people are like, oh, yeah, I like fell walking, I kayak, <laughs> I row. Big into macrame. Big, and like, like, what would producer Ben's hobbies be? Oh. Like, he's got quite a few, hasn't he? Dogging. Yeah. It's what just, else? if you're listening going to, now... Going to music festivals. If you're listening now, yeah, what are your hobbies? Producer Jack, I don't do you have go... any, does Producer Jack have any hobbies? You're allowed to speak. Yes. Yes, <gasps> Yes. let's make Producer Jack a t- on mic. That'll really... What, what you <laughs> What's your main hobby, Jack? Um, I like making music. You like making, making music? Making music? What sort yeah. of classical? Uh, like electronic or playing guitar, Electr- playing drums. Wow. See, that's a proper hobby. That is that's, that is a proper hobby. That's proper. I literally my one of my generally one of my favourite things to do is come home at night, make tea, and watch telly. We should. That's find, a hobby. Maybe we should set ourselves a bit of homework. No, and I find a hobby. No, I'm no, I haven't got time to take up. There's nothing I really want to do. Oh, I garden. You you do like gardening? Yes, see, although good. less so in recent weeks because we did see a mouse on the terrace. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, good. God. I was sitting there watching something on. On now TV, probably, and I just saw out of the corner of my eye something shoot. And Mike was like, Oh, yeah, I saw that a few weeks ago. Uh, Mike is there with his big builder's boot on. Don't worry, I'll can stamp on its head. Come here, you little get stamping on the poor mouse. If Peter are listening, that didn't happen. Genuinely, is, is going out for. I, going, I, out for well, going out for meals isn't a hobby, is no, it? No, but I love, like, I've not had a, I don't drink in the week now, apart from when we're recording mm. for a little G&D. But from mugs. I genuinely look forward to going for a beer. Is that a hobby? I can't wait to go for a pint. No, that's called being an alcoholic. Is it? Yeah. Like, proper looking forward to having a pint tomorrow. Okay. I've got a day off tomorrow. I could cry. Oh. I could have Well, do you not want one? No, I mean... Well, that's exciting. I know. I've got a day off. What, you, any plans for your big day off? I'm going to have a lay-in. I'm going to make my shatshuka. <laughs> what? <laughs> have I changed? No. Gonna make a big shatshuka. Okay. Gonna, <laughs> Is that after the coffee? Gonna watch some telly. <laughs> Sorry, have... That's a terrible <laughs> joke. I don't get it. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a shatshuka. I'm gonna finish my book. Mm. I'm struggling with it, but it started off good because I've got a new one. Uh, new John Boyne. New John Boyne? Yeah. And um, oh. also, I know yeah. I'm not gonna say that. Well, might have been on a book show recently. Yes, you were on a book show. Yeah. Wearing, and people mainly talked about, rather than the books that you were talking about, they were talking about your green jacket. Yeah, everyone, I got a message saying, oh, why have you got your mum's jacket on? I thought it looked lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you would. Anyway, um, I'm going to finish my book. And I'm just going to go for a big run mm. and then go out for a drink. I can't nice. wait. That's yeah. nice. That's a, good, that's a good day off. And what? And also... What time is a lion for you now? At Oof. 32, what do you consider a lion? Honestly, about half nine. Oh, that is a lion. Yeah, it used to when I was younger, 12, 1 o'clock. 12, 1 o'clock? Oh, yeah. You do, when you're like 16, 17, and you first start working, and like, it's a shock to the system, isn't it? I remember leaving uni mm. at 21, like having a job at 
five live and then just spending all weekend sleeping in because it's like that's what yeah and then on saturday um have i changed what are you doing on saturday going to a housewarming party in surrey a housewarming party in surrey <laughs> gosh wow i've also made brownies you've, you've, what now there's some in there they'll John. be dry as hell by saturday will they yes no they'll be all right well, it depends how... I might make a fresh bunch. I, I would make a fresh bunch the day before, is okay. my suggestion. On your day off, sorry. Okay. Um, or anyway. the morning of... Your housewarming party in Surrey. Do you know housewarming? Do you know the, where housewarming came from? Do tell. So originally, going back hundreds of years ago, in sort of medieval times, where if someone moved into a new residence, people would bring a log to put on the fire, oh. and that was like a gift. Hence, housewarming. I can't turn up with a log in Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our love, there's a big log there for you. I think people should be grateful for whatever hostess gift. Anyway, so that's that's my week. Um, final final thing that I have just thought of something I did last night, and I went, oh my god, I have. I'm, I gen I do think generally this. Whenever this podcast comes to an end, basically the the trajectory of you and I is that you and I basically have switched personalities, and I believe we're quite close to me becoming you because last night for my dinner I had an omelette. No way! Yeah. I had an omelette as well! Oh, Jesus. Gee, did you actually? Yeah, the, I mean, I ordered mine in a restaurant. Oh. I didn't have one at home. But I looked at the menu and went, omelette looks good. See? Mm. So I'm very much going through a phase at the moment as the days get longer and the nights get shorter and it's a bit hotter. I think breakfast is a good tea to have. So I had um, an omelette last night. I had... What did you have in it? Chorizo. Yeah. Yeah. Some ham. Some peppers. Sorry, treats and ham. Yeah, trust me, it was great. Some ham, some peppers, and some uh, feta cheese. Gosh. And a salad. Someone's doing well. With sun-dried tomatoes. Good gosh, yeah. that's got a full omelette. Yeah. I Is just it, had ham and cheese. Was it a three egg? I don't, well, I didn't see it. I might do a YouTube video for my omelette, because my omelettes are very good. Do you know what? I'll do that, actually. We'll come round, we'll and film I, it. And we can put it up, yeah. I'll film myself doing it. There's, there's no, good... don't film yourself. Because you, how will you toss? You can't I'll toss it, and I'll film. Set it up. Okay. Well. Or we can. We've got a whole video production right, capability. So I've tried shakshuka for tea. That's great. Mm, um, look, I'm not big on tomatoes. Okay. Um, a fry up for tea. Oh. Egg on toast. Eggs Benedict. You can have all that for tea. Do you know what Mike and I are having for dinner tonight? Go on. Ham, egg, and chips, but <gasps> with a luxury touch. What? That's that's a breakfast tea. It's truffled ham from the Harrods Food Hall, sweet potato fries, and poached eggs. That sounds. Nice. So it's it's a luxury ham egg and chips. Can I come? Yeah. No, I've got I've got one last episode of Anatomy Anatomy of a Scandal. What's it called? Anatomy of a Scandal. Anatomy Anatomy. We do actually have enough truffled ham, so if you change your mind, let me know. I did a, go a bit over the top at the food hall. Truffled ham. Oh, it's delicious. Change your life. Oh. Shall we get talking of things that'll change your life? It's William's wacky word of the week. Come on, G and it's time to learn a new word with William and Jordan. It's William's wacky word of the week. And the word of the week this week is appricate. Appricate. It's a verb, and I'll tell you the definition after these messages. Hello, G and Divas. I'm Jess Phillips, an MP, and now for the first time, a podcast host. I know that on Help I Sexted My Boss, you love writing letters to William and Jordan. So I think you'll love my new podcast that's all about writing letters. It's called Yours Sincerely. And in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, 
someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. So with that, I'll sign off with yours sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy an episode of my podcast soon. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back, Gene Davis. Thanks very much for sticking with us. We're about to go on to the listeners' questions. But first of all, it's time to find out the meaning of William's wacky word of the week. The word of the week this week was appricate. It's a verb. Any ideas? Appricate. Does it mean to give up one's title? Oh, no, but that's abdicate. Love it. Thank you. Get you. Um, if, if, like, if a royal gives up the title, yeah. they abdicate. If a... Um, if, like, what they call uh, aristocrat gives up their title, yes. do they appricate? They don't. You might have done some appricating last week mm-hmm. in the hot weather. That's all I'll say. Let's give you a clue. Sweating? No. Burning? No. Drinking? No. Basking in the sun. So that's basically what appricate means. I was I was appricating in the park. Appricate. Nice word, isn't it? Okay. Good for hot weather. Okay. Oh, just before we do listeners' questions, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about us on Pointless. Yes! Now, maybe we should, for those that haven't caught up with it yet, I'm sure the entire nation watched it, um, why don't we talk about it in Friday's bonus? It's still available now to watch on the iPlayer. Yes, uh, and if you're not in this country... Uh, oh, sorry, that was my water bottle. Could you just stop fiddling? Yeah, all right, we don't need it again. Ole! Ole! <laughs> 
tell it's you. It's like when, working with a child. Oh, let's tell you when I was, Oh, it's the funniest thing ever. When our Dom's was a town, town crier in Cinderella. So, oh, okay, okay. okay. He, uh, <laughs> four times he came on too early. We were still, I was still doing my lines, and all he had to do was come on and go, Ole, Ole, the ball. Ole? What is it they say? Oh, yay. Oh, oh yay. yay, oh, yay. <laughs> it was in Spain. <laughs> and all he had to do, where are we going with this? All he had to do was come on and go, Oh, yay, oh, yay. Um, the ball is about to begin. And he, we were still halfway, and he'd come on and he went, Oh, yay. And everyone was like, Dominic, you're a bit early. <laughs> so he'd come on again, Oh, yay. He missed his cue four times. <laughs> the ball never got going. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, pointless chat, as it were, uh, <laughs> in uh, in Friday's bonus. Bless it. Right, Anonymous. This is from Anonymous Kiss Kiss. Dear William Jordan, producer Ben and producer Jack, I'm going to jump straight in with my problem. I have a massive crush on my four-year-old's teacher, to the point where I find myself making an extra effort to look good for the school pickup, and I think of things I can make conversation about just to stay talking to him. I should say that we are both married and I have absolutely no intention of making my feelings known as not only would it be highly inappropriate, but I'm also, I'm not unhappy in my marriage, so I have no idea where these feelings have come from. Is it normal for a married 34-year-old to have a crush and how do I get over it? I find myself thinking about him all the time. I feel like a teacher again. I love the podcast. You both never fail to brighten up my week. Love from Anonymous. Oh, good God. I think it's fine to have a crush. Is it? It's yes. fine to fancy someone, but a crush and... Well, hang on, what's the difference between fancying someone and a crush? Fancy someone is like, mm, yeah, but the fact that she's thinking about them all the time. Yeah, maybe that's slightly un- unhealthy. What's your... This is... Um, well, you know it's got no intention of going anywhere. I th- Probably mm. talk to you. I don't know, I don't know the gender of um, Anonymous, but talk to your um, spouse... God, no. About it. Oh, Don't I think tell... make a thing about it. Go, oh, yeah, Mr. Smith no, is gorgeous. No, she's got a full-on crush on him. It's simple. You need to um, disrupt your four-year-old's life and change schools. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. If your marriage is that important. Yeah. Oh God, Move to you... a new catchment area. Just, just, just remember how lucky you are. I hope you are. Mm. Just think of your marriage. I don't know where Maybe I'm don't going do, with get it. Your partner Can't we to... just have catch chewing condoms again? That's we. This is proper. Maybe is, get your partner to do the pickup. This is dear Dolly advice in the Times. Yeah, she'd be good at this. Mm. So basically, what we're saying is write into dear Dolly, who's yes. Can we refer style. up? Do we get a commission yeah, yeah. from Dolly? Style magazine in the Times. Dolly'd be good for. Oh no, seriously. But I think the the what is fueling this crush is the fact that probably you haven't told anyone other than us and maybe a close friend you haven't told anyone but if you actually tell your partner about it and go oh yeah i'm you know and and sort of play it for laughs almost they might turn around and go yeah i like the headmistress or yes they might say why don't we invite him over and we can bang his erasers <laughs> you never know that exactly even if like he gets involved or just sits in the corner and watches, everyone's uh, a winner. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, please no, make I sure like your please make a... sure your four year old child is not in the building when that happens. I feel like, that's going to ruin their life. I feel like we, um, I don't. I feel like we haven't given good advice there. I think just keep a tab on it. Talk to someone about it. Yeah. Don't make it too much of a secret because I think the secrecy is probably yeah. um, fueling the the fantasy. And, and if he's not giving signals back, and you'll know, just calm it down. Uh, rain it in a bit. Yeah, rain it in. Mm. This is from Jem, J-E-M. 
Dear William Jordan and producer Ben, I've been meaning to write to you for advice for some time, but in fear of judging the situation incorrectly, I have held off. It really pains me to say that my best friend of over a decade has stopped talking to me. The last I heard from them, the conversation was like trying to get blood out of a stone. We didn't see each other during COVID as they live in a different town, but I'm not sure what I've done to deserve being completely dumped by someone I love and care about. For context, I sent a Christmas and birthday card with flowers, and when I asked if they had received them after not hearing from them for weeks, they told me the neighbour had stolen them, which sounds to me so bizarre that this would happen and sounds like an excuse. This friend honestly means the world to me, and although I feel aggrieved she has been so ungrateful in my efforts to reconnect, I feel I am grieved. I realised that they had definitely stopped talking to me when I didn't receive so much as a quick text on my birthday, which may sound petty, but it was our tradition to make a fuss of each other for all those years, hence I send them a card and flowers earlier in the year. Having been a G&D since the start of the pandemic, where I spent so many a lonely day working from home, I'm very much looking forward to coming to your tour with my boss, her now close friend, who found out about the podcast when she heard you both giggling in the background of our call. Her question after I explained I listened to the podcast during work was, what would you do if you accidentally sexted me? And the rest is history. <laughs> Are they together? Oh, Jem, this is this is too many questions. Oh, this is taking a turn. In true Northern style, she'd be chuffed to hear this mention on your podcast. Hello to Jem's boss and potentially lover. Kind regards, Jem. <laughs> right, we talked about this recently, and it does happen, and it, it's not an ideal world, but friends do lose touch and distance mm. from each other. Jem, my advice is everything you've just said to us, mm. put that in a text message or an email and send it to your friend to be like, what has happened? I've sent you these flowers because maybe... They, I wouldn't fixate on the flowers. Yeah, whatever. But maybe they think that you've done something wrong. Yes. That you don't know about. Or maybe it's just naturally come to its end and they. Uh, this is going to sound horrible, Gem, and I really don't, they may, might not just want to be part of the friendship anymore, but you need to tell her everything you've told us. I can remember meeting a school friend when we were both at university, different universities, and we met up. Um, and I remember meeting up, and he, he had totally changed. I remember thinking, and only in really 18 months, I remember thinking, no, you're not the, let's call him Bruce, you're not the Bruce that I was at school with. Why? What was Bruce like at school? Just normal, but he was just, just completely different. And he'd almost gone sort of pseudo-posh, if uh, you know what I mean. There's only room for one of those. So I... He'd gone extra posh. Yeah, and just weird, and conversation was stilted, and he'd also changed physically in a... I don't know, like, not not, yeah, not from a weight point, just he just looked... Di- just, he was dressing differently, his That's hair was happens. a bit weird. That's what happens. People do that when they go to uni. They find themselves. Yeah, well, no. He needs to unfind himself. OK. So so friendships do change, Gem, and obviously, yes, you, you are right to feel sad, you are right to, to mourn the loss, but I'm sure you have lots of other friends and you never know what's around the corner. You've made a friend with your boss over our podcast. You're coming to our show. Um, oh, shit. So I didn't put my washing on this morning. Sorry. Sorry, Gem. I've just realised I really needed to do that for well, another thing to do on your day. Sorry, Jem. Sorry, it's just come to me now. Good advice. Good advice. Next yeah, time. yeah, Jem. I yeah, I do t- like Jordan's approach. You kind of send them a one or send them a letter. Send them a letter through the post. Recorded delivery, maybe, so the neighbour, you know, the neighbour doesn't take it, uh, and and outline your feelings. And then if they don't really respond and they don't sort of make an effort, then, you know, it's, it's dead in the water. I had a recorded letter th- this week from my dad. 
Oh. I had to cause the right uproar. My dad went, it was for his pension, and he had to have his... <laughs> so you had one sent to you? Yeah, because he, he needed it sent to a British desk. I don't know, something to do his pension and his P60. So he said, send me the pictures. And he went, what's happening? And, or scan them to me. I said, what's happened? And my mum rung me. I said, has your dad's P60 been sent? She went, yeah, will you send it me? I'm like... <laughs> and we're like, well, I've sent it to my dad. She went, I want to look at it. I was like, all right, okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, Wendy, don't miss a trick. She wants we, another handbag. She's getting another handbag. <laughs> I was like, does my dad know? She went, it doesn't matter if he knows, just send it to me as well. I was like, right, all right. Uh, okay, last letter. This is quite a long one, but we're going to stick with it. Okay. But it does start, very strong start. Dear William, Jordan and Cat. Cat? <laughs> we don't have an impression of Cat, do we? No, not yet. <laughs> no, that's basically Sarah. You've already started oh. doing the smoking. What can we? I don't know if we can do an impression of cat. That's purely because cat scares me a bit, <laughs> <laughs> and she would string my bollocks up if she did. Cat is hilarious. Cat, oh, she's so funny, but very scary. <laughs> you won't. You not? Yeah, I'm not doing an impression of cat. Um, dear William Jordan and Cat. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Dear William Jordan and Cat, buckle in, I'm not good at short stories. I currently work as a hotel receptionist in a four-star boutique hotel. Due to our rating, we tend to attract a higher class of clientele compared to other hotels in the area. Last November, we hosted an event for Remembrance Day, and many distinguished soldiers and veterans attended. And boy, did they enjoy the drink. Oh, bet they bloody did. The guests were regularly going back and forth to the bathrooms, meaning they had to walk past the reception desk where I was sat on the way. Quite a few of the guests stopped for a chat and told me lots of wonderfully interesting stories. One particular and clearly very important veteran told me about his close relationship with Prince William and Prince Harry, they mean the Duke of Cambridge and the Duke of Sussex, including the fact that he was heavily involved in their childhood as they were growing up and had completed tours with Prince Harry as he was then. This gentleman returned to the party and I carried on with my work and didn't think much of it when he returned to the quieter reception area about an hour later to make a phone call via FaceTime. I wasn't paying attention to his conversation as everyone deserves their privacy until the gentleman, quite inebriated at this point, came over to me and asked if I wanted to say hello to his friend and held the phone at me so I could see the FaceTime. I immediately said, hi, how are you? as a polite, however colloquial, greeting without actually focusing on who I was talking to. It was only after I got my sentence out that I realised the face I was staring at and who was staring back at me was, in fact, Prince William. Shut up! I immediately internally panicked that I was too colloquial and he would be offended that I didn't greet him in the proper way. He was very lovely and asked if I was having a good day, in which I replied I was and asked him the same in return. He replied and... He replied he was, and that that was the end of our conversation. The gentleman then took the phone away from my face and walked off, continuing his own conversation. Who was this gentleman? And I had to go outside to breathe and come to terms with what had just happened. To this day, I constantly play that conversation over in my head, thinking of all the ways it could have gone wrong. So my question is, what is the etiquette when you unexpectedly have a conversation with a royal, and should I have apologised for not using the correct formal greetings? Also, when has the appropriate amount of time passed for me to stop panicking that royal guards will turn up on my doorstep and take me away for potentially offending the Duke of Cambridge. You got it right that time. I love the podcast. Thank you for the work you all do. And thank you for taking the time to read my email. Kind regards, Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Wow. Amazing. Who would that have been then? Just a veteran that knows Prince William. Okay. Um, 
How would Sorry, you... the Duke of Cambridge. Dee you've got me doing it now. How would you... Why do you... Right, first of all, why do you address him, the Duke of Cambridge, and not Prince William? So, upon marriage, mm-hmm. he became His Royal Highness, the Duke of Cambridge. Oh, so he's not... Right. He was Prince William before that. Okay. And ditto Prince Harry His before Royal that. His Royal Highness, the Duke of Cambridge. Although the Duke of Sussex is now just the Duke of Sussex, no HRH. Okay. Who's Sussex? Harry. Harry, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, say Prince William's on FaceTime, do you say... oh? God, sorry, say the Duke of Cambridge is on FaceTime. Yes. Would you say, hello, your highness? No, you'd say, hello, your royal highness. Would you say, hello, your royal highness? Well, you probably on FaceTime, it's quite a, coll- quite a casual... So... It, you just say, hello, sir. Oh, would you say, hello, sir? Yeah. Or, hello... Sir. Sir. So you'd just refer to them as sir or your royal highness? Yes, there is no need to bow or curtsy to a FaceTime camera. Okay. Wells, how's it going, pal? Not that. Not that. No? No. Wells! I mean, I'm sure he would find it vaguely amusing, particularly coming from you. I would Dominic FaceTime me over there. Basically, it's the same story as Dee Dee, really, yeah. isn't it? As if this guy just got the Duke of Cambridge up on... On FaceTime. Uh, what would you... How about the Duke of Cambridge's what privacy? What do you do? Imagine if it's just like a normal FaceTime saying, Hi, um, Dee Dee, do, do you want to say hello to kids? <laughs> yeah. It's, hang on, they're just... What's one of kids called? Louis. George, George Charlotte Louis. George, come and say hello to Dee Dee. She's a receptionist with your uncle Nobed. Come and say that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. No, I think, look, Dee Dee, don't George is there on Xbox. Don't want to. You know, like when you ring. That's what happens when I ring my nephews on Xbox playing FIFA. Um, Dee Dee, don't panic too much about it. I'm sure it is well out of um, the Duke of Cambridge's mind. It is what it is. You were put on the spot. You were working, you mm. were, you know, out of... Co- it's just like meeting someone in the, in the street in completely in a context that you don't normally see them. It does take you a minute to go, who are you? Or, oh, God, yes, you're this person. And, so, same thing, really. And Dee Dee, having met the Duke of Cambridge, I can tell you he's a very down-to-earth and yeah. lovely bloke. Listens and, to Radio 1. And he wouldn't have minded. No. So, don't, honestly, don't worry about it. <laughs> just very camply pick some fluff. That's going to be a gif. Is it? Yeah, we'll make that a gif. Make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, what a, what a nice assortment of letters. Good, yeah, uh, it's good yeah. to be back in the studio. Remember, you can send your nervous narratives to help at sexandmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send a message on Instagram at sexandmyboss or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply on his only teddy paper. The address is on the website, sexandmyboss.com. We'll see you on Friday. See you Friday. Goodbye. 
Go to sexatmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexatmyboss.com slash cinema.